This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Nine o'clock hour after a devastating, mind-boggling, historically awful loss by the Eagles in the Super Bowl. 38-35 to the Chiefs and Andy Mm Reid. And I've been looking forward to this, Al, because when we are screaming and yelling about (laughs) defense, yes. We don't know for sure until nope. Seth Joyner gets here. And uh, be- before we get deep into this, Seth Joyner just said something. I-, I need him to repeat it about how bad you feel for the city, how sorry you feel. Could you just express that on the air? You know, there's so much hope this year. You know, you get the Phillies to go to the World, to the World Series and come up empty. Now the Philadelphia Eagles go to, you know, the Super Bowl and come up empty. Um, I-, I just – you know, driving in here every Monday morning, Angelo, I mean, there's always traffic. It's always, you know, a headache trying to get here. You guys make fun of me because, I, you know, I stroll in right right up against the 9 o'clock hour. But it's because of the traffic. Yep. I mean, I, I sat in my car for 15 minutes this morning, and I leave the same time every morning. Um, there's this sense of sadness that's hanging over this city. And um, I, I feel bad for the city. I feel bad for the fans. Um, I feel bad for Jalen Hurts in particular, and and I really feel bad for um, you know these players because I I feel like the coaching staff got out coached in the second half, and yeah, the players have to go out and execute, but it's incumbent upon the coaches, you know, on that chessboard to take those players and take those pieces of the board and put them in position to be successful. And it seemed like Andy Reid and his staff was able to do that. And Nick Sirianni and his staff was unable to counter move. Yeah. Now, I want to – we don't normally do this, but I want you to break a couple of things down for us because it kind of was how this game got out of control. The Eagles were leading all the way, 27-21. But uh, the uh, Mahomes got down inside the red zone. And all of a sudden, it appeared that the receivers were not being covered. And here is the first touchdown that put him ahead 28-20. Can the Eagles stop them right here? In the gun, Mahomes. Into a long count. 
Mahomes screens out to Schuster, and he walks in for the touchdown. Nobody He knows. walks in. Now, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius right. Tony this right, time. I just said, how does that happen? It's a Super Bowl. Well, I, I just I get the sense that you know you've played soft zone all the way down the field, and you, then now you get into the red zone, and you're playing man coverage. You get the short motion by Juju Smith Schuster, and you know the problem is if that guy goes in motion all the way across the formation, you've got to have some communication with the guy on the other side or the guys on the other side of the safety as to you know what the adjustment is. Uh, and this is why communication is so important because you don't communicate. You know, the communication piece of it is a just-in-case communication. Like, hey, if he motions, this is what we're going to do. Well, you could see in the moment that the communication didn't happen, and while the while the motion went, all of a sudden you got Darius Slay trying to communicate with someone, takes his eye off the wide receiver, and next thing you know, the wide receiver runs a choice route, and he just walks into the end zone. That is kind of, you know, okay, we haven't seen that. Okay. And, and, and you're going to give Andy Reid some credit for being able to come up with something different, you know, on in the red zone that maybe you haven't seen all season long. But then they came back the right, next here series. It is. Now, I'll, I'll play the next one because this is really the same play on the other side. Same exact play. And here's what happened that time. Mahomes lines them up, takes the snap. He is firing to a wide-open Sky Moore. Did it again. All right, all right, all right. How does it happen twice? Somebody didn't pick him up again. Well, the guy in motion again. Same it's, thing. It's, it's the same exact play. Yeah. The same exact communication didn't take place. And the most egregious thing in all of this is that, you know, you, you watched it happen. You got tablets. It's not like, you know, back in my day, you know, you, you didn't you wouldn't get a chance to see that on film till this morning. You you have tablets on the sideline. Yeah. And what so what is the conversation that took place between the players, between the D B coach, and between the defensive coordinator in between series on how we're gonna handle the short motion? Because they ran the same damn play. So there should have been a meeting There's, after the first one. You, you got to make adjustments. So if you got beaten, the guy's wide that wide open, you mean to tell me that no one had a conversation about how we're going to play that, how we're going to deal with that, you know, in the moment? Wow, that's like, that's that's football 101, isn't it? You always adjust in the moment well, the when you get burned the, on a play. The, the, the pre-snap communication is the, really the football 101 deal. Okay. okay? Now, you, you can say that they really had no adjustment for it, or, you know, you could say the communication wasn't there. You know, I'm not trying to absolve the players 100% because if I got a guy man-to-man, you can best believe my eyes are on him and him alone. And Darius Slay and Avante Maddox both know um, full well that anytime you got a motion guy like that, you can't take your eye off him until he crosses the formation. I got you. Okay? You can't you, – you just can't do it. So if your eyes are in the proper place – and this is what I talk about with technique and fundamentals and little and the small details. Your eyes are so important. And what Andy does better than any other offensive coordinator slash head coach in the National Football League is he messes with the eye discipline of defensive players and it gets them in trouble all the time. Very good explanation. Now, 
Here's something that came up earlier with Ross Tucker that we, we're having a hard time understanding. So you got the advantage. You have the advantage in the defensive line versus their offensive line. You guys have 70 sacks in the year. And you're not getting it all to the quarterback, but you're also not stopping the run. <laughs> I mean, how do you not do either aspect of what your job is? It's the double whammy. Yeah, you know? how though? I mean, you well, got to be good at something. You have a better line than they do. Yeah, you do. But, you know, the Eagles have not been a good, you know, run defense, you know, all season long. I think they rank like 16th. They give about 120, 121 yards per game, um, you know, over the course of the year. And it really bit them yesterday from the standpoint that they only gave up 39 yards rushing in the first half yesterday. Yeah. Then they turned around the second half and they gave up 119 yards. And you had to know that Andy Reid and his staff was going to, you know, reset somewhere. And, and and this I talked about this in postgame last night, and then someone stopped me. Oh, the Andy Reid, you know, that doesn't like to run the ball. Well, one thing that he's done is he's kind of transformed his way of thinking. And when they couldn't get anything going in the first half, he made a decision – in the second half to come out running the football. And they start reestablishing the line of, the line of scrimmage. And one of my pregame keys and one of my biggest worries coming in this game was how are you going to stop Isaiah Pacheco? Mm-hmm. If you if you don't get him going and now, you know, Patrick Mahomes has the benefit of play action pass off of a run game, now you got the double whammy because first of all the defensive line can't really get going because they got to honor the run. They're running the ball down your throat. So when they do pass the ball, they'll step behind. Um, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes has just got that extra time. And then to make matters work by, worse behind you, you're actually playing, you know, soft coverage, zone coverage for most of the game against the most prolific passer that this, this game has seen in a very long time. Al, they had four possessions, the Chiefs, in the second half. Yeah. Three touchdowns, and the fourth would have been, but the uh, runner slid to the ground at the one so they could milk the clock and kick the field goal. Mm -hmm. Four times right down the field. One aided by special teams, Mm -hmm. which could not tackle uh, Tony, but it was just— Andy took him to school. It was unbelievable. Aaron's on the line. Hi, Aaron. Are you getting the same sense as we are? Uh, Yes, I definitely am. Definitely am. Um, I just wanted to— Say that maybe, and I wouldn't even be thinking this if we won the game, but maybe the Eagles started to believe their own hype just a just a little bit with their schedule. They only beat six teams this year with above 500 records. Three of those were in the first six weeks. All right, but that, you know what it is, Aaron? What got me is we were seeing a lot of this in the second half of the year, even though they were winning. And when we would offer criticism for Gannon, Sirianni would come on with a whole bunch of stats that the PR department gave him, telling me that Sirianni, he screamed out at one point that Gannon was the assistant of the year. Well, I don't think he's going to be screaming that today, do you? Assistant coach of the year, Jonathan Gannon. You think so, Aaron? You think that's coming up today? Yeah. The other thing uh, with with you know not believing their own hype is the four man front last night. Like I couldn't get over. You know the field was an issue. Both both teams you know were playing on the same field, but they refused to rush more than four. And I feel like that's like 
you know, our defense is this good, so let's just keep rushing. All right, hold on. Let me check with how much blitzing was this, Seth? I don't know. I think Let I, me ask Seth. He I, knows. I think I counted two, maybe three blitzes last night. Oh, my see, God. See, but, but, you know, let, let me tell you the problem with not blitzing. Okay. Okay. Because every everybody kind of beat me off my blitz pedestal as the Eagles continue to get better and they continue to win. The problem with not blitzing is that you get you're not in a mode of understanding what's necessary to happen when you do blitz, when you have to blitz. So the Eagles are in a situation last night where they had to blitz and they refused to do it. They wouldn't do it even Listen, then. I get it. 70 sacks? Yeah. You know, third all-time broke, you know, the record, you know, that my guys set. And then you turn around and, you know, for the franchise and then you turn around and Invariably, there's going to be games where you play where there's a matchup issue or whatever it is. You're just not going to get done what you've normally gotten done. So over the last six, seven games, and you got a crappy field that that doesn't allow you. Every single time I looked at Hassan Reddick, the guy was laying on top of him because he slipped. And the minute he slipped, he just jumped on him and just laid on him. But but I digress. Um, then then you know your five man rushes and your four man front, you still couldn't get pressure. No. So at some point in time, if you're not getting pressure, do you just keep banging your head against the wall, believing that all oh, somewhere mis- magically, you know one of these guys are going to get there? No, you're not getting there. Dial up some damn pressure and go and go after a quarterback who's gimpy as hell. Don't let him get out of the pocket, you know, on third down and freaking rush. Man, I almost cussed right That's there. That's okay. Don't let him <laughs> let, let him run for twenty eight right. yards at one of the most at, at one of the most crucial points in the game. Ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing a searing indictment of Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Let's go to Patrick next. Hi, Pat. Pat, are you there, Pat? Uh, he is not there. I will go to Rex. Hi, Rex. How are you today? Hey, Angelo. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. What are you feeling right now, Rex? Ah, just uh, bitter, bitter disappointment. You know, uh, I wanted to share with you uh, two things. I, I don't think you've covered it on the show this morning, but here's two uh, tell-all statistics, and I'm, I'm not an analytics guy. I just watch football and and get a feel for what's happening. But how about Patrick Mahomes with a 76% completion percentage and a 134.8 quarterback rating? Yeah, that is uh, upsetting. That, that's almost <laughs> perfect, isn't it? The, it's the, pretty close. I think you get around That's what happened last year whenever they right. faced it. The- 158. All right, right. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I think what Rex is saying. All right, so you got a soft zone. And that means you're going to have open people quickly after a snap, right? Because they're going, to, you're not picking them up that quickly. You're not, they're finding the holes in the zone, right? So wouldn't you want to tighten up your coverage of the receivers, especially because they don't have any dangerous ones, so that you give your pass rush more time to get to the guy? If he doesn't get his first option every time, don't you have a better chance to get into him? You know, in the first half of this game, you know, I was, I was losing it because. You know, we had two weeks to pontificate on, yeah. you know, okay, well, how do you stop Jason Kelsey? I mean, Travis Kelsey, okay? 
<laughs> so I came up with all of these ideals about how you do it. Play a boxing one. Yeah. Okay? Play a boxing one in Dublin. Mm. Um, when he lines up in line, even if your defensive end has to be a step late, get a hit on him. Bring another guy, get a hit on him. That most certainly takes him out of the out of the progression. Okay? We just lined up and played zone and dropped to our landmarks and sat there and looked at the quarterbacks without any kind of understanding about where Travis Kelsey was behind us in the damn defense. And then you get down in the red zone, and then you finally decide you're going to go man-to-man, and you put Marcus Epps by himself. Oh, boy. All by himself. That was awful. On, on, on Travis Kelsey. Now, you think you want to just go cover zero and tell everybody else to man up? And, and this is what I say. All of this zone, all of this bimbit-don't-break nonsense, and then you get in the red zone, and now all of a sudden you want to be more aggressive. My problem is how they play man coverage for the first in the first place. If I got a, man, a guy man to man, okay, first of all, I want to get up on him. I want to get close enough to him yeah. so, I can, so I can put my hands on him. The other thing is, you know, I want to define who my guy is. Now, when he get bunched up, yeah, you got to play off. But tell me, when did you ever see our defensive backs in a – in an aggressive posture. The only time that we saw him get aggressive was at the end of the game when James Bradbury got called yeah. for the holding. He was up close, yeah. okay? and but, but then again, you're asking him to do th- something that you don't normally do. Doesn't, it you. doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, this is some brilliant uh, – this is what you call a trip to the woodshed. <laughs> For the Eagles' defense, uh, defensive coaching staff and defenders, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Now I think I'm going to get some positive thoughts out of Seth because I'm going to ask him about Jalen Hurts because mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts deserved to win that football game. Nine twenty five is your time, ladies and gentlemen. I submit to you that the best thing that happened in what was an exciting 2022 season for the mm-hmm. Eagles was the emergence of a franchise quarterback, Man, Jalen Hurts. Good. Oh. And I'm going to illustrate it through the worst play that happened, and then we'll get Seth's thoughts on it. This was an uh, – the Eagles are up 20, uh, 14-7, and they look like they're dominating at that point, mm-hmm. and then a horrible thing happened. Here it is. Eagles 48. Hurts looks. He starts to run. He fumbles the football, and it is recovered by the Chiefs. And running all the way in for a touchdown – it is Nick Bolton. Yep. All right. Now, Seth, when that happens to a 24-year-old quarterback in the biggest game of his life, what you see next is big, right? And he takes the next ball and drives it right down the field and replaces that touchdown with another one. What did you think of the way Hurts handled that adversity? Those are, That's one of those situations, Angelo, where, you know, Eyes, all eyes are on Jalen Hurts because in the process of his, you know, maturity, you want to see how he's going to react um, after a play like that. Now, no one plays any game perfectly. Um, I had this, you know, we were picking our player of the game last night and Mike Missanelli was going in on Jalen Hurts. Well, how can you pick him and he dropped that ball? I'm like, okay, well, you mean to tell me if a guy goes to the free throw line and misses one free throw – out of 10, that all of a sudden, you know, he's not a good player. He's pretty darn good if he can make 90% of his free throws. I said, so, yeah, that that was a bad play, but the guy just straight up 
you know, balled out from there to the end. Um, my drive of the game is, you know, you go down eight points and you take your team, march them right down the field and punch the ball in the end zone and then turn around and get the two-point conversion. You know, listen, we, we, we have our franchise quarterback. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And all the national um, nonsense that we've been hearing for the last two and a half, three weeks about what Jalen Hurts is or what he isn't. Listen, he made the throws yesterday. He stood in the pocket under pressure. He made smart decisions. He got us in and out of plays. He accounted for 300 and what is it? 300, 374 yes, total, that's correct. T- total yards yesterday and four, four touchdowns, three rushing and one passing. And a and, conversion. And, 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 and a conversion. conversion. In my opinion, he outplayed Patrick Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Wow, bar bar none. Yeah. Now, for those who doubted him before, just keep on doubting, and he'll keep proving you wrong. That I promise you, I've won a Super Bowl and I've lost a Super Bowl, and nothing gnaws at your crawl. Nothing gnaws losing the Super Bowl, that kid is going to do everything he can to get this team and this city back to the Super Bowl and have a different outcome. Seth, I don't even want to ask this, but I have to because it'll haunt us for as long as we're alive, all right? Uh, they don't throw that flag on Bradbury, and they kick the field goal. So they're up 3, 38, 35. He's got a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So he got a shot to at least get it tied, a go shot? to overtime? No. He what won. do you think? He, he wins that game. He wins that he, game. He wins that game, man. He takes him down the field with no timeouts. Jalen Hurts wins that game. He's <sighs> built for that moment. <sighs> he proved it on the previous, you know, when he, when he tied it up at, at 35, he proved right there that he had the moxie, you know, and, and, and the cojones to get it done. Oh, okay? my God. He proved it. You know, they, they just they took it out of his hands, you know, and pretty much gave Kansas City that game. You know, you can't call that play, in my opinion. You know, you, you heard Greg Olson in the telecast yep. say, oh, you just you can't make that call in that situation. And then Mike Pereira chimed in, oh, but it was holding. No, I- anyone in their right damn mind knows that you don't make that call. And not after you've allowed them to play that aggressive all day long in that situation because Patrick Mahomes, the lead MVP, is throwing his hands and flailing all over the place, that there's a hold in there, you throw that flag? No, you let them kick the field goal, and you give the Eagles an opportunity to either tie the game or win the game. Let the play be decided on the field. To me, the referees injecting themselves in this game, they had a result in the outcome of the game, and that still pisses me off. Well, you see, now i got to play this for you. You don't work with him anymore, but you did for a number of years, Michael Barkan. And you're not allowed to say what he said live on TV last night. Emotions get the best of us all. He did it twice. Listen to that. And call Shepard's team with a bullshit call. I mean, utter, complete bullshit is unbelievable. It's inexcusable. You don't make a call right then and there. You don't let the game be decided by the officiating. And you... I, I got to say, that thing is going to haunt us. Now that what you just said, that he would have taken him down and won that frigging game, <laughs> now it's worse. I'm, now I'm sorry I asked you that question because I'm going to think forever, if they just don't call it, they hadn't called the hold the entire game, 
Not one holding call against anyone. They called that one. You think in a minute and a half, he would have got him down and won the game. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, and, 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 it's worse now, Rhea. Angelo, do something. What do you the, want the, me to do? I don't know. You got to do something. And this the flag, is worse. The, the flag was so late, too. Oh, it's not yeah, like. Yeah, it was late. He runs a double move. Mahomes yeah. overthrows the ball. Oh. And after the ball hits the ground, here comes the flag. Oh. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I know that he just didn't throw that flag. You can't throw the flag in that situation. And, man, Michael was fired up. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think I've, see, I've seen him or heard him like that in a long time. Angelo, he either he either must know mm. that um, – you know, he's tucking, taking a walk off into the sunset like you. Hold on. Or he's in a whole lot of problems with the FCC this morning. Are you allowed to say that on YouTube? Can you use BS, the real word? You can use it on YouTube, but if that's more the, freedom. I always got more freedom. Hey, now. listen, I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> I had take, I had Hollis Thomas on my on my oh, podcast. I love Hollis, and you know it was a shock to the system the first time. <laughs> yeah, but he just keeps going, and then I'm then I remind myself he was, he goes, oh, did I just say that? I'm like, you're on YouTube, dude, go for it, and he just <laughs> went straight ballistic. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, Hollis was held back out by our <laughs> language barriers. Susan's <laughs> on the line next. Hi, the Su- donuts. Hi, Susan. <laughs> oh, hello. Thank you. I'm a virgin caller, so be kind. Oh, I'm kind. And Susan, I just find out from Seth Joyner, whose opinion matters more to me than any, we would have won the game if they didn't throw the flag. Now it's I worse. Ah! Here's the, so here's the deal. Yeah. I, admittedly, I'm better, more knowledgeable of baseball than football. Okay. So if I can figure out what's going on, it's pretty bad, right? Well, when the re- when the receivers are wide open, Susan, and you're supposed to be covering them, that's a clear indication of a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Here's my for what I t- take on it. One. Yeah. yeah. The defense got outplayed, and the pass rush was non-existent. Yeah. And that's and all the what you're saying to me is coaching. All right. It's coaching. Yeah. If you're yep. not going to cover the receivers, the, the pass rush is not going to get to a Mahomes because they're open right away. They're open. Yeah, number nine was number open two. seven catches in the second half. They never covered, what was his name, Smith Schuster? They never covered him. No. And that brings me to number two. Andy Reid and Eric Bianame made the proper adjustment. Yes, they did. They did. It, it pains me to say it, <laughs> Susan. Thank you for the call. But they are coached the crap wanna, out of Sirianni. You, you want me to add injury to insult? Please, no. go ahead. It's no. not bad so, enough. Go ahead. Ted Nugent, um, or Ted Nguyen, mm. um, he's a fi- film um, analyst for The Athletic. And he's got this video up here on YouTube. Um, early in the year, the same play um, that the Eagles. Oh, no. They got burned on that, too? Same play. Doug Peterson ran the same play. And burned them the same way. Same way. Nobody covered. I, well, I mean, he tried to adjust, but by the time the, 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 the guy wow. – I'm looking at it right now. He See, motions that's an in indictment, and, Seth. And, and right back out. The guy's wide open. The Seth, you got to learn from your mistakes. Ah, Seth, listen, we're, we're pretty much out of time. I just want to take a moment to thank you for the incredible year you've given us to – you realize I know more football now than I ever did, which is not saying much. But <laughs> I learned a lot of football from you. You have given us tremendous insight into what we're watching. 
It should have had a happier ending than it did, but you gave us right, and today you're phenomenal. Thank you for all you contributed to this year for us. Angelo, it's been, it's been fun to be on, you know, with you and the guys um, throughout this magical season. Um, it's a shame that we couldn't really send you off, you know, in grand style right down Broad Street and up to the Art Museum. Um, you know, you've been an iconic voice in this um, in this city for a long time um, and given much credibility um, to this station as the radio station, sports talk radio station um, in the city of Philadelphia. Um, the city's going to miss you. Um, it's in good hands with Joe and John, but, you know, we're going to miss your voice. And um, um, Al, I'm just waiting to see how long before his ass is back. Oh, he's going to be. He's going to be. No, no, no. Talk about about you. About you. no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not back. No. I'm not back. Believe me, I'm burned out. You, sure, you, sure, you sure after a year you're no. going to pull a you're Ray Diddy on You're just doing that because Ray Diddy did it. I'm different. I get up at 2.30. He never had to. Angelo, but, enjoy it, man. Thank you, Seth. Great to, great to be associated with your brilliant mind. And I hope, pal, I still hope someday he's our coach again. Yeah. I love him. I think the guy's brilliant. 9.42 is your time. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a quick exchange this morning with you, Douglas. He comes in to do the uh, – Last day. He still day. do it. It's his, today was his last day? I think day. it was. Oh, he keeps right. saying that. <laughs> and, uh, what he, uh, and he said – I said, you, what do you think? And he said, you do not want to hear what I have to say about that game. <laughs> and I realized he was not going to rip Jonathan Gannon. So I said, you're right, I don't. And I never listen to what he has to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you only want to hear what you want to hear. Of course. Ava well, Graham. Well, that's really weird. Yeah. Because that leads to our hot seat that I don't have to really say anything at all. Today, <laughs> Jonathan Gannon is on the hot seat. Sponsored by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. A different kind of network designed to save you money. Hot seat. I'm so, so tired of hearing these people sit there and say that Jonathan Gannon's defense was great. Screw the stat. I want to fight him. I want to fight him. Sure. He had depth everywhere, and they were all wide open. How do you do that? How do you look in the mirror the next morning? Yeah, somebody hires Gan and his head coach. Because he yes. needs to go, he needs to leave. Actually, turned it off and went to bed. I uh, was texting my friends and said, "It's over. We just got Gannon." We got Gannon. I was worried about this guy from his opening press conference. When you come into Philadelphia and you tell people that you don't have a defensive scheme, my red flag goes up. My antenna goes off. What do you mean you don't have a defensive scheme? I don't have a scheme. Like, what, what are you talking about? I agree 100% that Gannon is the worst defensive coordinator in the history of the Eagles. They can't bring him back <laughs> here. I mean, right. he can't come back. Oh, by the way, Rhea is going to expand on that tomorrow because that's am? an intriguing take. Hmm. That's an intriguing take because I don't know. I, you may be right. I, I don't. Uh, the sight of him. No, Seth is right. I, I just went and looked up that play. Yeah. The Jaguars did the same exact thing. The exact thing. same thing. The exact so same thing. So they never fixed the problem. Yeah. It's mind-boggling. They never fix the problem. That is basic coaching. When you get burned on a play, you figure out what to do so it doesn't happen again. You can't get burned on it twice in the span of three minutes. Oh, my God. Let me check in with Big Rube here. Hi, Big Rube. Hi. Big Rube, that was awful. I know. It was crazy. And then how the uh, caller said, got Gannon, 
after all that misery, I happened to watch that movie Kingpin, and they, uh, when the Woody Harrelson character, I got Munson. And I'm like, this is crazy. I cannot believe that they just let them. The defense was a shadow yesterday. Uh, uh, Rube, were you there? Were you working uh, serving people during the game? Yeah. What were they saying? Tell me what they were saying in the moment. Like like I told you, like, it's it's amazing. I don't know if it's the Manny Young section or whatever, but women are getting, they love football, and they curse like sailors. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Were they swearing at the defense? They were swearing at the defense? Oh, yeah. Everything. It was like. And then one girl was like, where's uh, Riddick? You know, where's F. Riddick at? <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, that's not, oh, man, it was crazy. Like, all these acquisitions and they not nobody showing up. I said, it's more or less the coaching. Yeah, they Thank got their playing. See, yeah, Rube right? picked it up. Rube, you know, if the you're a Steelers fan. If the Steelers said they were considering adding Jonathan Gannon to the staff, how would you feel about that? I said, burn that, uh, the former Heinz field. Burn it up. Because everybody going to get burnt in there. Oh. <laughs> Rube, I love your attitude. If I needed some chicken today, would I be able to get it? Uh, no, no. I, I, I open back up Thursday. A, I'm actually on my way to New York now. I got to shoot some pretty ladies at uh, Fashion Week in New York. Hold on a second. I know this is a digression after the Super Bowl. There we go. These women that you're shooting, Rube, will they be scantily clad? Please believe it. Actually, everybody go on my Instagram, Chef Big Rube. I got a picture. I ran into Famke Jensen from uh, Jean Grey of X-Men. I ran into her Saturday wow. up in New York while I was shooting one of my beautiful models. So you'll see that posted on my Instagram right now. And by the way, uh, during the coverage of the Super Bowl, a interesting story came out about uh, Cowboys uh, Micah Parsons. Do, do you know that you have something in common with him? No, well, he likes ladies' uh, legs. And he feet. likes. He is a foot enthusiast. Oh, <laughs> Man, that, that's something because Famke uh, uh, Jensen said she loved my uh, my muse heels too. Yeah, I said, well, you need. She had a. Uh, but you'll see the picture. She got uh, um, a purse with heels on there. I said, where are your heels? She said, um, they they in the crib. We walking around with the dog. <laughs> got to love it, Big Rube. Holler. Holler. Tony's up from uh, North Philly. Hi, Tone. Good morning. Good morning, morning, team. What do you want to uh, say here, man? Let's hear it. Uh, first first of all, Ange, um, I've been calling for years. Um, from, uh, and from you, Angelo, you the, you, you the GOAT, a radio sports personality. And I would like to say congratulations on an excellent career Thank of you. more than 30 years in radio. Like when I was going through bad times with my past in 2019, my spirit was always lifted to listen to you in the morning. Well, like I appreciate that. You know, a lot of people have told me they got through hard times. And then I was trying to think of what I was doing to inspire people. And now all I was doing on a daily basis is bitching. Yeah. It wasn't like I was making inspiring comments that made other people feel good about themselves. Oh, well, one of the just money. bitched. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the best moments I always remember when you was going back and forth with Gabe Kappa. That was nothing. Oh, that was Let nothing. me tell you, I that just... guy was the biggest phony going. And now I'm getting similar stuff from Sirianni, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't think Sirianni's <laughs> no. a phony. Let me say this right now. But... What Sirianni was doing in protecting Gannon was very similar to Gabe Kapler protecting his players when he didn't like what we were saying. I don't go the for that. The protection of Gannon he does do, yeah. but 
I'm not. I'm sure after that game, when they look at that tape, oh, I would love to be in that room. I know that's the. I thing. like. To, I like to say. I like to say thank you, Angelo. I appreciate you. you, and I and I, and I truly do love you, man. Tony, well, I, I, you are too kind, and I really appreciate your kind words. I got another backup, Tony, out from Middletown. Hi, Tony. Yo, what do you got for me, Tony? Well, I just had. I'm so glad I got in before uh, your week is up. Um, I've, I've been wanting to just call in and say. You know, thank you. I'm not a Philadelphia sports fan, but I am an Angelo Cataldi fan. You belong in the Sports Talk Radio Hall, uh, well, not even the Hall of Fame, but Mount Rushmore with uh, Francesa, Mad Dog, and Stephen A. I don't know if you're cool with that company. But oh, absolutely. Are, and Jim Rome. Those are, the, Jim Rome in there. Those are the, the icons of our industry. Hey, Tony, thank you. That's very too. kind to you. Thank and, you for and saying then, that. Um, hey, and, and you just yourself. You know, that's how, that's how you through whatever tough times they're going through you just being you man i love you and uh you know and the reason i'm in i'm, I'm locked in today man unfortunately i am loving the eagles misery all right stop it yeah. get out of here before i i caught him as soon as he said that if you really would like to show respect for me in the last few minutes of the show please rip jonathan gannon for me <laughs> thank you bruce what would you like to say this morning Bruce is not ready. <laughs> I'll go to Keith next. Keith, how are you today? Angelo, thank you for taking my call. My uh, pleasure. Long-time listener, first-time caller, man. I just want to just say congratulations on a great career. Thank and you. And I, I start my morning off great listening to you. I did want to talk about Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, please do. That would really, I would really be impressed if you would attack him. He's got to go, man. I mean, he made no adjustments last night. I mean, you look at what we did against the Giants. You look at what we did against... The 49ers, we got after the quarterback. We let Mahomes sit there and just make phone calls, order pizzas. He was just doing whatever he wanted to do. We didn't blitz. We stayed in zone coverage the whole entire game. We only got to him once. And it's just ridiculous, man. It is we should have won that game, man. Thank you. I really first- appreciate that because you're 100% correct. Let me get Al up here in Quakertown. Al, what did you want to say today? First of all, it's one of the best radio sports talk stations. Thank you. And I want to wish you only the best, Mr. Cataldi. It has uh, been an honor. Mr. It has been an honor being a part of WIP for 33 years. I love this place. I, I grew up in the 60s. Been an Eagles fan. Yep. Graduated Father Judge High School in 64, and I joined the Marine Corps. But then ever since then, I've been collecting premier only Eagles memorabilia. Ah. Concrete Charlie, Ritzlab, McDonald. Wow. Jesse Richardson, boy, they were the days, and they had defensive coordinator, and I think his name was Johnson. He was a player. player. I mean, honestly, guy. I'm with and you. You're gonna, you should be collecting some Hurt stuff, Al, because he's going to be awesome here. I'm telling you, this kid's the real thing. Anthony's up next. Hi, Anthony. How you doing, brother? What do you got for me today? Well, first of all, I just want to say you're amazing. The city loves you. We need to make sure we got a, a statue ready for Broad Street whenever you're done. All right, then. Now, now honor me by Gannon. ripping. Could you rip Jonathan Gannon for me? Again. Please do. How, I, this incompetent POS, I don't understand how on the goal line you allow a team to do the exact same <laughs> sequence yep. twice in a row. You made your players look awful. I mean, CJ recognized it. You can see CJ pointing it out yep. after it's happening. Like, why, what are we doing? I got to say. But how is the coach on you not recognizing this and fixing this? But at the end of the day, I got to say, Carl Shepard was the MVP of that game. 
Well, he did throw that flag that cost him, but I'll say this, Al. That Gardner Johnson, that hit he laid. And that running running back came back. Give him credit, man. Oh, my God. He got him right between the the, – right in the sternum. And then he made a a, a TD saving tackle on the outside. No, that guy was terrific. He really was. I only got a minute here. Hold on. I got will of God. Hi, Will. Hey, what's up, man? I'm almost out of time. Tell me something interesting. All right, look, I ran into that. I went, look, I did, I've been doing a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. I've been going down there, and I've been doing things, but I noticed that it was like an old head versus young buck thing. You had yeah. Jason Kelsey versus Travis. Then you had Andy B versus um, Peterson. But the sad thing is, and I congratulate the Eagles for doing what they do. The sad thing, I've been hearing people saying they're not going to watch football no more. It looked like it's WWE football. I don't know what the frick is going on. I'm, I'm mad as heck right now because of the fact I've been going through all this hell, you know what I mean, foreclosure, all this other crap. But, Dad, man, they have so much fun, do all these videos. Everybody's giving you love on their TikTok and Instagram at two will underscore of underscore guy. And I've been doing 10-minute videos, and everybody's showing you love. But to hear people saying, like, I quit, I'm not watching. I have heard that quit. today. But, Will, they're not serious. They're just disappointed. Let aren't me know you, back in September. Aren't you disappointed, Will? Well, um, um, it, 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 that it, was it, a yes/no yes, question. It's a bad thing because if you look at it, the Phillies went to the end, the yep. Union went to the end, the Eagles went That's to the true, end. That's true. The Union too. Game, now we got a red Christmas. Well, I, I gotta go. I will bite up against the break. Oh, he's right though. What? That something came out there that made sense. Really. When the Phillies went to the World Series, they didn't win. Yeah. The Union, the way they lost was mind-boggling. Yeah. They were in the championship game, and now the Eagles, they're mine. What is this? Yeah. I'm getting out at the right time. Bad endings. Yeah. Bad ending. <laughs> uh, who needs any more of this stress? Ava Graham. Yes. It's time to do a round. All right. The line is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Now, I had to cut this down, but Al went on about how great this fan base is in Philadelphia, calling it how they see it, specifically today, exposing Gannon. Fans in Philadelphia know they're they're so far ahead of the 